from here on out, every foul is flagrant, boy. Let's go. You are now tuned into the chat room, your favorite baller's favorite podcast. All right, welcome back to the chat room podcast. This is season three, episode 13. I am the senator, and with me today, I got Essay. Yo, 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 what it do? Also got Dwayne. What's going on? Raptors Nation in the building. Damn right. Damn right. Rapture foot. foot. (laughs) I already had to sit on the crossover episode with uh, opinionated bench warmers with all Laker fans. So, (laughs) oh, wow. They they call that purgatory. (laughs) Oh, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Well, actually, I think I think the Lakers locker room is purgatory right now. (laughs) So much mess going on over there. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But uh, gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? I'm feeling good. Fantastic. Six and three. Feeling good. Six and three. Six and three. So let's get to to that to start off. Raptors started off the season one and three. Five-game win streak at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. What are y'all thinking about the Raptors right now? I mean, obviously, our our defense is pretty much leading the way. You got – Gary Trent was leading in steals. No, I think he's fourth in steals in the entire league. And he's leading our team in steals. He's got 24 steals, I believe. I mean, the defense is just clicking. Everyone's playing well. Um, our bench players, um, obviously Fred Van Vliet, out of his mind right now shooting. And that mid-range, he looks like he's been in the lab working on that mid-range jump shot. In that mid-range, he barely misses. I don't I mean, think I've ever seen him shoot mid-range assignment. like this. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him shoot such a high percentage mid-range. And OG, I mean, OG, I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. OG is is making a case for most improved. I know a lot of people are saying Tyler Harrow's on pace. And, yeah, he's balling up, but we can't forget about OG. This is the most complete I've ever seen him play. Just to to piggyback off what you said, like, Raptors have always been kind of like a defensive-minded team. Uh, Nick Nurse kind of lives in the defense. So our defense was never really a big issue. Uh, it was more just um, kind of transition, uh, kind of like uh, ending the game strong, you know, like uh, whether it's going into the half or going in or ending off the fourth. Um, sure. I think a lot of people counted us out because, you know, our our fearless leader, you know, went that, went to South, South Beach. Um, our supposed next star is kind of not playing right now. Uh, and OG and of uh, Van Fleet's kind of taking up the mantle, and then OG kind of had to step up where Siakam kind of is resting. And we haven't seen these guys kind of had to take on that lion's share of responsibility. And while we may have started off rocky, and as soon as we came, we, we started off rocky, we already counted this out like without even giving us a fair shot. It's good to see these guys kind of step up into their role, and like you said. Uh, Van Fleet coming with the crazy mid game, OG fighting for MIP. Uh, so I'm very, I didn't really doubt my team. I, you know, I, cause I, I, I know that whenever we're not making big moves for big stars, we're working on something else in the interim. You know what I'm saying? Like Masai, Masai's Masai, uh, and wrap the Toronto's culture, is Toronto's culture. Like we were always that team that even if we don't have a big superstar, we were good at developing our players. And a lot of people would even, I used to call us the Toronto training camp because a lot of people would come through, develop, and then leave and win championships. But it's good to see us actually still be in the conversation. I think <clears throat> so. I said this on the preview that I have Raptors uh, in the playoffs, but a lower seed. So I had them in like the seven to 10 uh, block. Play I in, still play in block. Yeah, I'm still sticking to that. I still think that they're not at the quality of the top teams in the East, but it's great to see uh, OG stepping up uh, Mm -hmm. and just dropped his career high 36 points uh, two games ago. 
Uh, Van Vliet Van playing at 33. Van Vliet playing crazy. He had that one game where I think he had like 17 assists, which was his career mm-hmm. high, even though they lost that game. It was mm. just the fact that he's getting more comfortable being that facilitator instead of because Lowry was the floor general. Um, and it's growing pains, right? It's going to be growing pains. But I think there's three standout players. Uh, Ken Birch has been playing amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Barnes. Yep. Scotty Barnes, which everyone was questioning why they drafted him. He is, he is now... Uh, the most points per game for the rookies. There we go. And I Mahailu. Mahailu. Mahailu has stepped up a lot. So those three are like my standout players for the Raptors in this early, early nine, 10 games that's happened mm-hmm. already. But it's a long season. So oh, it is. It's all Fred, about Fred, Fred, Fred said, he said, you don't play for the playoffs in November. <laughs> he, exactly. said, he said that the other night. He's like, they got a long way to go. How, however, to excited. however, we still got to get Siakam back in full force. Yeah. Uh, we have a young core. You know what I'm saying? So, so endurance is on our side. Um, and I think as the season progresses, we'll just get more and more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? The mere fact that we adjusted so quickly, so early, uh, I don't want to, I'm not going to go crazy and say, oh yeah, we're definitely going to be in like top three, but I think we'll edge out the playoffs. I think, I think we're going to hit that uh, six, six seed. That, that's, that's, that's my prediction. And I, and you, some people may call me, a, you know, a prisoner <laughs> of the moment, but mm-hmm. yo, you heard it here first, right here. I just, I just said, yeah, six you, seed. you said it, you said one part, you said the integrating of Siakam back into the lineup. That's going to be mm-hmm. a growing pain because Right now, we know who the who we look at as for the closer of the team, right? Yeah. And when Siakam comes back, do we go back to the fact of thinking that he's the closer, or do we still leave it in Van Vliet's hand? You know what I mean? I, like, I, are- actually, I actually don't think we – I think what's going to happen is they're going to have Siakam kind of off the ball. Oh, yeah, I think sure. he's going to – they're going to use him as a floating option. Like he'll be he'll be sort of off to the corners, kind of floating around. But I think once they try and integrate him, what they're gonna do is they're gonna keep things as is. They're gonna keep things status quo. It doesn't really make I sense hope. to have him take the ball when it's everyone's clicking right now. It's just working well for, for us because yeah. the, our two main scores right now are OG and Van Vliet, and those guys are playing really well off of each other. OG is um, Van Vliet is. Finding everybody on the floor right mm. now. Gary Trent, if it's OG, if it's even Ken Burch is kind of that floater right now. So if you have like, a guy like um, Siakam, he, he, we know he's a slasher. That's what he does. I think a guy and like him would just be better served to just kind of be off the ball. Like just kind of float around, see like see what's going on on offense, and then make your move. Like Siakam is one of those guys that I do think would be really well, like making back cuts, off, like off the um, – rolling off screens, things like that, with the type of team we have right now. We're a very fast basketball team right now, and we're really good at getting in the passing lane. So I think having a guy like Siakam do that serves better than him having the ball in those um, closing minutes. I think we all agree with that, but that max money speaks different. That's where yeah. that's where we get into the issue, right? I think Nurse will figure it out. I think, I think he'll try and balance it out. I hope he does. I I, don't, I, yeah. I couldn't guarantee he will, but I hope he does because seeing how stubborn he is in other situations, like uh, especially during postseason, um, once he has a certain idea in his head of how things should be, no matter he'll he has a tendency to kind of beat it over the head. And I hope I hope that this early success um, and what's demanded from the league right now to, to compete, he does kind of take that in mind and doesn't like kind of blow up the whole system in order to make room for. Siakam's contract. That that's what I feel, right? That that we should be playing basketball based on like what's needed and not what's we paid for. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So so let's switch up. We're gonna get to the NFL real quick um, because there's been two major stories that's happened in the NFL, and I know that uh, you guys may not be the biggest NFL watcher, but you guys. Oh, I'm following these stories. Definitely <laughs> know these stories. So let's get to the first story. So Henry Ruggs, uh, formerly of the Vegas Raiders, 
on a bye week was driving 156 miles per hour, crashed with double the legal limit of alcohol in the system, crashed, killed a woman and the dog. And, and for people that live in Canada, 156 miles per hour, what is that? What is that? 260 it's 200, kilometers? 251 kilometers per 251 hour. 251 kilometers per hour. Some of have cars that can't even go there. We, our cars don't even have <laughs> odometer, um, speedometer readings that go that high. So what are y'all thoughts on, on that crazy story? Because that was a crazy story this week. Just been idiot. He's just a very stupid thing to do, especially going at these insane speeds. Like, why? Yeah, like what possesses somebody to do this? I don't. I just don't understand how you get from point A to B, where you end up killing somebody going at those speeds. This guy is making millions of dollars. He's he's like everybody spends their whole life getting to a point in the NFL where you you've made it. You're a known player, you're making money, and you just throw all that away. That's gone. Your life is gone. Yeah. With one decision, it doesn't even make sense how he put himself in that position in the first place. I I still don't understand it. I've been trying to figure this whole story out, and I just I don't get it. There's nobody around him that is looking out for this guy, like telling him, "Yo, what he's like, what are you doing?" Like he just there's just he has nobody. I don't know. And and that that was my biggest takeaway or my biggest question when I first heard the story is like, what? Where's the team, man? Where Where's your backup? Where's the guys who talk sense to you? You know, we don't know. We um, you know, if he was alone, we don't know if he's battling demons. But to be honest, I don't even care anymore. Like, you 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 you're you're drunk. You're driving while drunk. You're speeding like fast and furious. You know, mock tens like mock speeds, and you killed somebody. Did you, you know happen to like, see like, the like, video that came out um, of the scene? No, I have not. They released the. They released the video it? of not like of the crash, right? Of the, of, like the okay. aftermath of the of crash. The and Henry Ruggs' vehicle was obviously smashed in, right? Mm. But the other car was actually on fire. Oh my gosh! Wow. And he somehow walked away from that. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, he's going to walk right back. He's going to walk right into a prison cell. Isn't it, that, that, always, that always bothers me. The people that are the ones that are drunk driving end up the ones that God doesn't take. That always, that always really bugs me when, when I hear stuff like that. The ones that cause the accidents are the ones God doesn't take. They end up taking the person that they hit. Those people die, or that innocent dies, but they somehow they somehow survive. I never get that. I never. I don't like to put like philosophy behind it, but I'll kind of tell you my personal belief. I don't agree with that happening. Like I don't agree with the situation of that the innocent person is the one that loses their life, right? Like I don't think because they didn't make a mistake. They're not the ones mm-hmm. dealing with it. Yeah, they're but, innocent. Yeah, in the situation. But the person that caused the person that takes the life has to live with that the entire their entire mm-hmm. life. That might be even more of a suffering than just going out, right? Like in prison where you have nothing but time in your thoughts. So. And unfortunately, unfortunately, life lives were lost, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's gonna have to live with that and not only that, he's also going to have to live with the fact that he just completely messed up his career. Like you do yep. your whole life work was to get to this point. And all of that is gone now. Yep. Like that's a lot that you're, there's a lot of demons that you're going to be fighting for the rest of your life when you do that. Yep. Let's get to the second story. All right. Like because that. I know for sure SA has some thoughts on this story. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been ruled out of <laughs> last Sunday's game because he John tested Wick. positive for COVID. John Wick. After saying that he was immunized. Then it came out that he's not vaccinated and was doing all the activities that a vaccinated person <laughs> could do, all that stuff. 
So then Keep the question that came same energy. That's and then the question came up. <laughs> there's Kyrie, there's Aaron Rodgers. One clearly says that they're not going to get vaccinated. They're not playing because it's in New York and New York has that mandate. Then you have Aaron Rodgers who lied about being vaccinated and put his team at risk. And if you don't know the last game, there was three players that were out due to due to COVID. So he even played what? So while they were mm-mm, out, mm-mm. he was playing. And that was the game against the Arizona Cardinals. The, uh, Devontae Adams was out. Lazard was out. Like three of his top four wide receivers were out due to COVID. What are y'all thoughts on that? If this was Kyrie, the league would have already like given him the... What was that Miami player who did the racist stuff online? He, oh. he, he yeah, like yeah, like Kyrie would have already been banished to the shadow realm, like as soon as the story hit. So what you're gonna see is you're gonna see white privilege in full effect. Uh you're you're gonna see a lot. You you're gonna notice. Remember, all I say is remember the entire media week when Kyrie refused to get vaccinated, and see that compared to the response to this because this is worse. At least Kyrie owned it. This man lied. This man played. And this man still played while other people were not playing for the thing he lied about. Also, remember, he's the reigning NFL MVP. MVP. And, he, and he just put his team on blast. On blast before this season even started. So I want y'all to keep that same energy. I want all those media pages, all those memes. All you podcasts, oh boy, I, I'm I'm looking. I want to see all y'all have to say about this, because Kyrie got flame broiled. So I want that same energy for real. Yeah, honestly, when this story came out, I was laughing. I'm like, this can't be real. <laughs> There's, I, I know I saw this guy at, a, at some rapper's um, Halloween party. This guy's <laughs> been, he's been having fun. He's who been knows out. how long? Who knows how long he's had COVID? We actually don't know. That's oh. the thing. So the, 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 the man, the contact chasing and this is going to be funny because they're going to have to go back at least a week to figure out how much people this guy has like gave COVID to. We don't know. But he's been, he, was, he was Sorry, living man. his life like nothing was going on. Like, oh, I don't have COVID or nothing happened. This guy knew full well, full well he didn't take the vaccination. But you hear, but it's the way he used it. He's immunized. He didn't say, I, everyone he never says, said I took the vaccine. Yeah. And that's the thing. So he, he, in his mind, he didn't lie. He that sounds like you talked to a lawyer first. What word can I use? What word can I use to kind of? He kind of skated around it. He didn't he tell you what he was immunized, immunized by. Exactly. That could have been like the immunizations that you get when you have to go to school. Exactly. Like the, like, <laughs> like the hep, the the hep C been, immunization yep. stuff, like that. Measles. He could have yeah. been immunized for all that other stuff. He could have had his Hep C shot, measles shot. But he didn't say he had the COVID vaccine. He didn't say vaccinated. He didn't say that. My question is, is he the only one? I know. Like that's that that raises the question. Who else was immunized in the league? That's a really big question. And I guarantee you that as this story breaks, more <laughs> yes. people are just gonna oh. you're gonna see it. This just oh, opened the up the floodgates. Like oh yeah. Oh boy. Because this is not like, like this. This is not like, and this is no disrespect to the offensive line, but this is not like an offensive line player that people are kind of like, okay, cool, right? They're there. No. Yeah. Like they don't get they don't get the face, they don't get the media, they don't really get the interviews, they don't get anything. So if one of them came out and it was like that, it would have been like, oh, okay, cool. But your reigning MVP yep. pulled this off. I mean, it would have only been worse if it was Tom Brady. Oh, it's yeah. the equivalent. It's the equivalent of like a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo or like a Luka Doncic or like the face or of LeBron James doing that. Or LeBron. <laughs> it's the equivalent of those guys saying I'm immunized and they actually didn't take the vaccine and lied about it. Yeah. And they played. They played a couple games. That's what the equivalent is. It's crazy. That's the face of your franchise lying about something that's just, against the law. It's against the law. Just when the NFL was cleaning up their image with lift every voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had two crazy articles come out in a week. In a week, this is, this is insane. But we definitely will be following the story because I guarantee more stuff will come out. Oh, yeah. Now, speaking of stuff coming out, 
they uh, Bleacher's <laughs> Report decided that they wanted to publicize, and all the media started to just publicize the investigation on the Phoenix Sun owner. And for those that don't know, there was uh, complaints about racism, sexism. The list goes down. All if, you the can, if you can think of an ism, <laughs> it was in there. And they interviewed 70 current employees. And man, oh, man. <laughs> man, oh, man. The sun is not shining in Phoenix right now. That Draymond Green quote... <laughs> Not saying Draymond Green said anything, but the comment that had Draymond Green's name in it, where he said, if Draymond Green can say the N-word, why can't I? That's that's crazy. Like, Robert, there's something Robert wrong with Robert Sarver. He's got a screw loose. Like, he didn't see what they did to Sterling. He didn't see how they crucified that man. The, the man that he, like, these owners are something else to me. I feel like these guys think they're untouchable. Because they own these franchises, like they can't be touched by any of these type of things. It's insane the amount of stuff. Apparently, this has been going on for years, from what I heard. Like, yeah, it's not years. a recent thing. There's been complaints. They just now launched the investigation. Yeah. That I Dan Marley know. quote too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy, like he was on. He was on one, yo. They played him one Snoop song, and he he was on one. <laughs> I'm I'm not up to date on all the drama because it's like this is literally fresh off the presses. Um, from from the little I do know with like the recruitment efforts and <laughs> all that stuff, all owners should be nervous right now, man. Like 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 it's like there's an archaeological project going on right now about the hidden racism and sexism that the all these leagues are built on like this the other day somebody in nfl got fired because of tweets and and such so Mm -hmm. if you're an owner you might as well just like get ready (laughs) because it's like everything everything's coming out man skeletons are coming skeletons are coming out if you did something 20 years ago people someone will tell somebody has a story it like was you're not only safe. a matter of time, right? Oh yeah. For all oh, this yeah. stuff, all this stuff came to light. Like it is, it is insane. Some of the stuff, the stories that you hear when it comes to them. But are you surprised? Nope. No. Hell that no. is the crazy I'm part. Not, I'm not surprised. I, to me, to be honest, I don't. Even, we don't even really know that much about Robert Sarvert in the first place. I mean. He doesn't literally really say anything. I don't see his stuff in the news or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not out there, but clearly someone's been keeping receipts. So, I mean, he's been doing this stuff behind closed doors. That's the crazy thing. Like, he kind of was slick with it, but not. You know what I mean? Because the media, no one knew about it for all these years. So, it's I'm, I'm, so, I'm not surprised that this happened and came out. It's just weird. You know, like the timing, everything. It's just strange. This is the second team that Chris Paul has been on. (laughs) Wait, hold on a second. Are you trying to say he's an op? I don't know. I think Chris Paul might be the one cleaning up the league, yo. If he gets, if he ever gets traded, you know, the reason why they trade him was not because of the salary, not because they're trying to win. It's because. He heard a report about the owner, and he's, <laughs> and he's going and he's in. He's going there. He's going in. He's he's a he's a twenty I mean, he's been, twenty-one I mean, black hero. Yeah, I mean, he's been a rep right for for a few years. So I mean, it is his job to look after basically in essence the NBA the players, to make sure everything's going on, everything's status quo. So if anybody has inside sources and can get the story to the right people. Without we, incriminating we himself, it's a guy is. like Chris Paul. We know who it is. It's Chris Paul. <laughs> this is this is insane, man. This yo, the stuff with the strippers is what really got me. Oh, the strip. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, is that how James Harden got to Houston? Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that the recruitment oh, efforts we didn't man. hear about? <laughs> or Let's talk about not. James Harden for a second. Yeah. If there's one man that hates this new the new rules in the league. Man, it's James Harden. I called it. 
I called it as soon as I, I, I think I said that in one of our um, earlier pods. I said, once we talked, when we were talking about the rule change, I said, the person this is going to affect the most is James Harden. I can't tell, it's pretty much almost every possession, he goes to the basket, he's trying to get those foul calls. I like, I, I said, if anyone, and when he shoots the ball, the step back, usually he goes into to, to try and get that. And he used to get those calls. Yeah. He'll put his body into you when he shoots, you get the call. James Harden gets the call 90% of the time. That's what he built his game on. You take that away, what do you have left? And it seems Luka like he's having a hard time second. modifying. It seems like yeah. he's having a hard time adapting to this yeah. new way of, of, of calling the game. For sure. Can he adapt to it? Maybe. He's a great player. Is it going to happen anytime soon? Probably not. It's going to take some time. But... Time is not something I think the Nets have. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't want to put themselves exposed, in a hole eh? at the beginning of the season. Everybody they don't want to put gets, themselves in a hole. Everyone's getting exposed. Oh, Harden yeah. can't get Harden was Trae living Young. off fouls. Trae Owners Young. were living off like sending strippers in for, uh, for a baby mission. Uh, LeBron's Steph party Curry. is not what it used to be. <laughs> it's like everybody's getting exposed right now. Curry, them three, well, shooters, them three Curry shooters adjusted. are the ones that are. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying it really hit those guys at the beginning of the season. Them three point shooters, they were hunting yeah. for them shots, and they oh. weren't getting those calls. You, Luca. It's it's it's. I like it. I like the new rule. I like the new right. rule. I like it too. I like it, it too. It makes the game better to watch because these yeah. guys are just flopping for for everything. Else. But damn, man, like you're seeing when you see some of these guys get hit by it and you're just like, it's like Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> it feels so weird. Bro. It is weird. Be it's, like, it's, like, be. it's like, it's like, he, it's like they lost their powers. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> they lost their powers. Monster took the powers. Yo. <laughs> now, this is a weird one. OK. Derek Fisher. Oh, I actually want to talk about. Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. Nick Fisher was mm-hmm. on a post game for the Lakers. And <laughs> on the show, decided to call Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. Freudian slip. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> Shout out, Joy. And, and Dane. <laughs> he's he's not wrong. What are your thoughts on the name being brought up on media for and I feel like this is not gonna be the only time that you're gonna hear this throughout the season because you still see like Skip will bring it up all the time. He'll call him yeah. Westbrook. But for like a NBA, a former NBA player to be calling another NBA player that on a post game. Former Laker. A former Laker too. <laughs> yeah. On the post game of a Laker game. Do you think it's going to catch on more now? Do you Absolutely. think we're going to see this a lot more throughout all the other shows? The the thing with LA, you give them a little flicker, and they'll take that and create a fi- a bonfire. Like you're gonna, it's gonna catch on, especially if he he keeps playing that way where he he especially when he has a bad night. You might actually hear. Staples Center chant West Brick if he's having a bad night at a home game. Because you know LA, LA will turn on you on your own team the minute they're not performing. So I hope it does because I, I agree. I agree. I agree that he's a stat patter. <laughs> I agree that he's an individual player. And I agree that with the amount of shots he chucks up to the net uh, in clutch time situations, being the point guard, he has earned the moniker of what Russell Westbrook and joy. You feel free to come here and debate. Matter of fact, I'll go on your show and debate, right? Because, because I saw her try to defend him. They think, Oh, you know, Derek Fisher was carried to those rings. You know, he was carried to those. At least he got rings. At least he got rings. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying it was, it was, it was, it was appropriate. I think it's nuts. Anybody who defends against it though, for real. Okay. I will say this. For him to say that at that moment, it it probably wasn't the best time to say that. I will say that 
it was a little disrespectful to say that, and they'd be like, "Oh, like, like he made what? a mistake," type of thing. That's that you can own that. I, I, I'd have been cool with it if he owned that and not like said of oh, Westbrook. Yeah. Like, if he said what's a Westbrook and owned that, then I know okay, he this is he's trying to get something across. Probably not the best time to do that, but he's not wrong in saying no. that because Westbrook has been struggling from the field yeah. on that team. So he's not wrong in saying that. The moment he said it, the timing, the like to say it on air live like that, probably not the best venue to do that, but he's not wrong. And I think Fish did start something, like Sean said. I think the Lakers fans got ammo now. And the next bad shooting that he has, Westbrick, Westbrick, that'll be the whole state. So about Westbrick. Yep. So I think I think Fish started something. I think he inadvertently started something. Damn, even when you're away teams, oh, people are going to start bringing bricks to the Lakers game? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> any game, any game oh, with OKC? Good Lord. Oh, yeah. game in oh boy. I don't know. Hey, hey, we're talking about Derek Fisher, right? This this man is not, you know, shy when it comes to speaking no. his mind. <laughs> so no, He just barely shy when it comes to speaking one person's name. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Don't do uh, that. <laughs> so, speaking of Lakers, Carmelo Anthony might be in the running for six man of the year, might be the front runner of six man of the year right now because mm-hmm. he is lights out when he, comes, when he comes on the court. Do you think that he will stick on the bench for the whole season, or do you think at some point they're going to insert him into the starter? See, see, guys like that, I, um, guys like Carmelo Anthony, a little older. I mean, we know he's a great scorer. I think because he's not the young guy he used to be, I think he is a type of player that he can help that second unit off the bench. He can be that leader for them, get that scoring punch going. I think the guys like him are better suited coming off the bench. Ginobili was one of those guys in his prime, Really good score, close to 20 points a game, and he was off the bench. Yeah. Never thought about, let me start because I'm a better scorer than this guy or this guy. I can be the electricity coming off the bench. I can give you six, eight quick points coming off the bench. Our guys coming off the bench, that'll help with runs and things like that. That'll help speed up the runs. So, I think a guy like him should just continue to come off the bench. I don't see any reason why he should start, to be honest. <clears throat> I just think he should just play his role as it is because it's working. It's working for him. There's no need to modify that. That's true. I, I, I agree that, too. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, and how about we wait to see them play, like, some some serious contenders? You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's doing this against, what, Houston? <laughs> right like <laughs> like let, let, wait till he plays them and then everybody can go nuts you know what i'm saying it's like it, it is funny because whenever raptor fans uh celebrate early successes um we get ridiculed oh it's just a season and you know champions of the first week of nba league but then when lakers achieve like early successes it's like all right let's just like pull out the trophy from now you know what i'm saying i think everybody needs to calm down you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, let's let's again, just like the same thing. It's only been 10 games. Um, I, I think Carmelo Anthony's playing amazing. He's probably the only reason why the Lakers are still in there right now. You know what I'm saying? Even though they were playing bottom seed teams. Uh, but yeah, I think we should just like like let's see more develop first before we kind of have those kind of talks. And then who would he replace as a starter? That's the next question. You know? For sure, for sure. So we want to send a congratulation to the Kobe Bryant estate. Yes. Uh, Coca-Cola just purchased body armor, which uh, the estate owns 10% of it. Coca-Cola paid $8 billion for it. And they said 400, I think it was 400 mil is going to the Kobe Bryant estate. Nuts. On top Mamba of mentality, even, even three, after. 390 million. 390. Okay. 390 is going to the Kobe Bryant estate. 
And as we can see from what Colby was trying to do at the end and what Vanessa Bryant is consistently trying to do, there's going to be a lot of philanthropy work that goes with that. So uh, couldn't just congratulations. Also, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was stated that she w- Vanessa Bryant wouldn't have to testify. I mean, she was in the legal right legal mind about mm. the helicopter crashed that killed Kobe Bryant and the other individuals. So that will help towards her getting justice towards the whole situation. So, you know, prayer is still up to all the families. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Kobe, rest in peace to the other individuals in the helicopter. Yeah. Um, you still see the feel the presence of Kobe when you're watching NBA at this point right now. So mm-hmm. it is major. Um, also, this might be a weird story, okay? But Scotty Pippen has a book coming out. <laughs> and Scotty is still on the portrayal of himself in The Last Dance. <sighs> so Scotty has some parts where he's trying to make MJ look bad in his book now. Okay. You have any excerpts? I don't have it off the top of my head. I am actually going to look it up right now. But Why are you doing that? Oh, yeah, no, finish this here. Why won't Scotty just chill? You know what? I'm under the assumption. I, I'm going to read this book. I have a feeling that Jordan's did something to him or, or some kind of joke or took his girl or something. It's got to be something really severe Jordan did to this man for him to hold such visceral disdain. Like Isaiah Thomas, I sort of understand with that because they were they're beefing back in the day and Isaiah say he don't like Scotty. So obviously if someone says they don't like you, you're not gonna like them. You're gonna you're gonna beef, you're gonna argue. But I mean, he said that he wouldn't spit on Isaiah Thomas if he was on fire. So we know as Scotty Pippen really like holds lifelong grudges against someone. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for this whole Jordan thing. This has to be something that we're not aware of, that Jordan may have did to him in the past or they had some issue. Maybe Jordan took his girl because Jordan's Jordan. He could take all of our girls. And, and girl's I don't know. Hard to take. That's what I'm saying. Maybe something happened back in the day. And so here's we don't a, here's know, a, but here's it'll come on the book. So in the prologue of the book. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is how early it starts. Pippen expresses anger at Michael Jordan over the last dance. Pippen writes, glorified Michael Jordan while not that the last dance glorified Michael Jordan while not giving nearly enough praise to me and my proud teammates. Pippen gets more caustic from there. How dare Michael treat us that way after everything we did for him and his precious brand. Pippen writes, adding, to make things worse, Michael received $10 million for his role in the doc, while my teammates and I didn't earn a dime. Then, in response to, there's more, in response to Jordan calling Pippen selfish in the documentary for delaying a foot surgery and asking to be traded, Pippen writes, you know what, you want to know what selfish is? Selfish is retiring right before the start of training camp when it's too late for the organization to sign free agents. Seeing again how poorly Michael treats his teammates, I cringe as I did back then. Michael and I aren't close and never have been. That's just a few excerpts from the book. Like I said, the only time we're ever talking about Scottie Pippen is when it comes to his ex-wife or his ex-teammate. I think this is a clout chase. I think Scottie is just a bitter old fool uh, who is now in the years where he's reflecting on life. And he sees that um, he he gets more mentioned, he gets more eyes on him when he's like trashing people. So uh, without Michael Jordan, we wouldn't be talking about Scottie Pippen. He was a great player, de- definitely a great player. No, nothing taking away from that. I know all of his achievements. I know he was in contending as an MVP the year that Jordan had to retire. Um, I get all that, right? But to speak like this after the fact, after a documentary which you approved of before it was on air, 
like you saw it and you approved of it before they put it on Netflix. So for you to talk, and when did that, that drop? What two years ago? A year ago? Uh, last year. Last year. So to come out now, like this, it just it's 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 petty. It's petty as it's petty hell. It's petty as hell. Like you you can't you can't do anything when it comes to um, Larissa Pippen uh, dating the entire uh, hip hop community. <laughs> but you, but now you got something to say when a Netflix doc drops. My whole thing with Scotty is he's acting like he's not one of the 50 greatest players in the NBA. He's acting like he's not a Hall of Famer. He's acting like he doesn't have six rings. He's acting like a guy that is some low-class role player that played six years, seven years in the NBA and just got a paycheck. That's who he sounds like. But Bro, you're Scotty Pippen. Like you're acting like we don't know who you are, which is weird to me. He's Scotty Pippen. His name carries weight, so it's just really confusing to me. There's, but not I, it as doesn't make sense. I think that's. I'm just, but I, I know, but I'm just yeah. saying it's weird yeah. because you're Scotty Pippen. You're one of the 50 greatest players of all time. Is that not enough? I clearly it's not. Clearly it's not. It was until Netflix dropped the doc. Because <laughs> I haven't heard of from Scotty in so long. That's the and crazy all of a sudden, thing. He's like every all of a sudden. <laughs> I just get so confused because Scotty Pippen is Scotty Pippen. I think he might just be mad at everybody because he feels like everyone else gets more respect than him. Charles Barkley is on TV on TNT for how many years now? No rings. Yep. Gets clowned about not having any rings every week. But people respect Barkley. People yeah. love Charles Barkley. They love Charles Barkley. Like he gets a he gets a sense of love that like a lot of people don't get. Mm-hmm. Even Isaiah Thomas at this point right now. Isaiah Thomas had some not good stints as GMs mm-hmm. and presidents of basketball, but He's still on TV all the time. He's he, he's great in NBA TV. He's great in that channel. And then you have Pippen, who's six times more rings than them, Olympic gold medals, all that stuff. But, but like to me, when Pippen's he, he was never that a, guy, though. He, he was never he's... the guy. He was never the guy to like you'd put a brand on. You know, he was he. There's no Air Scotty. He, he doesn't no... have a personality. That's the big thing. He's never. Yeah. He's not a. He's not a personable guy. You know what I mean? He's not an approachable guy that you can he's go not. up and just talk to. He's never been that guy. So why is he upset that we don't think of him like that? He's not. He he doesn't have a personality. He's trying to be something he's not. And I, I exactly think at the end yeah. of the day, That's what, he's trying to be when he was. He's upset he was about little, it. He's upset. Yes. He he's just upset. He 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 walks by. He takes a walk down the street. He sees Air Jordans everywhere. Yeah. Um, he probably hears the music of one of Larissa's many lovers. And he's just like, <laughs> he's surrounded by people reminding him that they have a bigger brand than he does. You know what I'm saying? And there's whose fault is that? That's his fault. It is. It's if if he if he if he found a way to just be more of a of a personable guy and put himself out there. He never did that in his career. He never put himself out there to get endorsement deals and shoe deals and all this stuff. I mean, he had a shoe, but I didn't see him on the commercial for the shoe. You know what I mean? So, I mean, like he, there's so many things he could have done in his career to kind of make himself a brand like Jordan. Scottie Pippen at one point, I mean, he was up there with like Jordan and those guys. He was there. So he could have, he was afforded the same opportunities Michael Jordan was. He, but he chose to not do that. He chose to fade to the background. Yeah. That's what he chose to do. So you can't come 25 oh, years later talking about, oh, I'm upset at this because, oh, the documentary is not about us. It's about you. Jordan, the brand is Jordan was the worth Bulls. like $3 billion. Jordan brand is the Bulls. The Bulls is Jordan. I'm sorry, Sky. That's just the way it is. Jordan was there first. He built that team. Jordan made you and the rest of those guys relevant. That's just facts. 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 And and if you Art. if you had that ability, just, like look at it, Kobe and Shaq were on the same team. Shaq's brand 
is apparent. Kobe's brand is apparent. When I see a Kobe documentary, I don't give a fuck about Luke Walton. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's just <laughs> it. You just got to accept it, right? Yeah. I don't care about it Luke is Walton. What it, is. I, it is. It is what it is. So I think he's just him trying his best to now finally be a brand a little too late. Uh, and all this just make you look like is a bitter fool. That's it. And I won't buy the book, but I'll definitely check out the clips on Google Book. Yeah, so, or, <laughs> uh, Unguarded, Scotty Pippen's book coming out soon. Um, all right, we got two last things. And the first one I want to say is just prayers up to EJ. We watch yeah. him all the time. Uh, probably one of the most respected people on TV doing sports, all that stuff. If you don't know who EJ is, that's Ernie Johnson. Uh, his son passed away. Yeah, rest in peace to Michael. Prayers, prayers up to Michael Johnson yeah. and prayers up for EJ and the family. Mm-hmm. And last thing, we started with Toronto. We're going to end with Toronto. Drake says that he wants a WNBA team in Toronto. Your thoughts? Why not? The thing, yeah. I mean, Drake, Drake doesn't, I don't think Drake has, um, Actually, I don't even I don't even know what it would cost a W to get, get a WNBA team. It's obviously not as much as an NBA team, so maybe Drake couldn't put the money together for it's it. It's not impossible. Move. It's not impossible. I think if he can get a backer or if he wants to do it, it's not impossible. And it looks but like it, he was um recruiting um Cambry, so he's a guy that can recruit these ladies to this to a Toronto team. That's the thing. Drake is an ambassador. For the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's his, still the ambassador? Name, I think for the Raptors, I think he's still the ambassador for oh, the Raptors. Word? I don't think I mean, that title is gone. He's still the global yeah. ambassador for Raptors. So, I mean, if he wants oh, to I thought he's the, the global team, ambassador for the league. because uh, no, 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 not the league. For not, no, for the Raptors. It's a joke because he represents other teams just as much as he represents He's a global ambassador for NCAA. Not for... <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't see why not i don't see why not. if he's serious about that it's not a joke i don't see why not why not have a WNBA team here i'm sure um especially in canada it, I though mean, in toronto i mean that's i think question. so i'm that's the thing we have I, I don't know i don't know i'm I, sure like you know there's a lot of girls there's a lot of girls that are hooping a lot more now i know yeah. that there's a yeah. lot of girls who then i'm watching the ncaa there's a lot of talent coming out of those um, girls um, colleges. So if we can, if they can have a team as a place like Toronto with the Canadian girls, like look at like girls like Kia Nurse, yeah, like yeah. The, the girls that, that were that um, that were that good when they were younger. I mean, having a WNBA team here that just gets a lot more. That's a lot more recruiting for the WNBA in this country. Yeah, it'll help a lot. You'll have a lot more people trying to get into the WNBA. I think that helps the brand, if anything, moving it yeah, over over to, um, to Canada. That gets a lot more rise in the WNBA. That's all, and that's more money. It's more money. A guy like Drake in the WNBA for the think about the endorsements, the branding. If a guy like Drake is in the mix of that, people follow Drake. Yeah. Yep. For sure. That's it. What do you think? So that'd be huge. I'm still caught on. Uh, Drake still being our ambassador, but uh, overall, I think I definitely think um, it's a it, it is a smart move. Uh, it is a big. My only question was if there's enough of a market here in Toronto. Um, but you know, I noticed a lot. Like a lot of more NBA players are going to WNBA games now. I think they heard the cry of like the WNBA not getting enough exposure, enough support. You know, with the whole fiasco that happened in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, with the one set of dumbbells for the whole league. Um, but uh, anything that kind of paints us in a better light or it grows our brand as a city, I'm all down for, you know, and anything that's more, even myself, like I've, I've coached uh, girls basketball a bit. I'm, I'm encouraging my niece to kind of look into it. So even that just the potential of more positive imagery and more motivation for um, girls to like follow their passion in basketball and take it more seriously and have more support to follow that trend that's big too. So as much as I have my suspicions of it being more than what it's being painted to be, the positive outcomes that could come from it is, is immeasurable. So I'm, I'm all for it, to be honest. I am. That's what's up. That's what's up. Also shout out to CBL, uh, the Canadian basketball elite basketball league. Uh, 
we've seen Daniel Mullings play there. We've seen yeah. Xavier Moon, a, a lot of people. But Scarborough got their team. We announced that earlier in the season. But Montreal now has a team there too. So the league is getting bigger. It's providing oh. more opportunities. So Magnifique. Yeah. And this has been the, we reached a part of the podcast where we got to promote our social medias and anything else that we're working on. So Essay, you want to go first? All right, you know what it is. My personal is at Pro Chatterbox, and I have a podcast, Talks with the Chatterbox, uh, also starring Joseph, a.k.a. Baritone Levy. Uh, we drop episodes whenever I have time to edit them properly. Uh, for example, we're supposed to drop an episode today. That might be pushed to Saturday, but we're still dropping, and that's what matters, right? No one checks the dates when they go through episodes anyway. For sure. Um, but, yeah, you can check us out uh, on social at Chatter Talks. And on our website, www.chattertalks.tv. Dope, dope, dope. Dwayne. Uh, you could just follow me on um, Instagram, Chaz underscore Tannenbaum. And um, just for, I, I made a little error. It wasn't Cambry that he took the picture with. It was um, Elizabeth um, Cambish. Oh, okay. That's who we took the photo with, yeah. We like to fact check around here, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at the senator. Uh, I should be back on Twitch either this week or the starting of next week. So follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash it's the senator. Back to you doing live on there. Uh, don't forget to check out the Not So Soft podcast, the last episode with myself, Kino. Nino wasn't able to make it. So we had Task on there. We had Essay on there. And it turned into the bleep show. So just make sure you go <laughs> check it out. It's it's guaranteed to be a hilarious episode. Whatever um, you guys can actually hear. Yeah, whatever you can hear, <laughs> you'll enjoy it. Um, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share the chat room podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the.chatroompod. And don't forget, just head over to the YouTube channel. Head over to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell button. Support. And, you know, just, right. just show some love. And this has been the Chat Room Podcast, your favorite baller's favorite podcast. And we are out. Peace. Peace. Easy.